Hey there, how are you? I hope you are having an amazing day or night, depending on when you're here. Today, we are going to be talking about ethical dilemmas at work. So stay with me. You are listening to the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career-related, I tell you how it is, and we get right to the point. I'm your host, Stephanie Dennis. My background is in HR, which is what I have my master's degree in. And this is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. Let's get into it here. Ethical dilemmas at work. Never ever easy. Certainly comes with a lot of challenges and a lot of things to think about and a lot of things to overcome. And there are definitely a lot of questions or topics or areas of concern that you should think about. So let's dive into some of the things you should think about and or some of the questions that you should be asking yourself before you make a decision on what your next step should be. So number one, are you directly impacted or involved? Sometimes there are going to be times when we are directly impacted, we're directly involved in the ethical dilemma, willingly or unwillingly, let's be honest. I'm not trying to say that you're like, oh, you're doing things you're not supposed to be doing. Sometimes we get sucked into some bullshit, right? So don't take it the wrong way, but just are you an outsider looking in or are you in the thick of it, right? And there's no right or wrong answer here. It's just something that you need to think about and not to say it's going to determine if you do something and what that might be. It's more so to think through and to think forward about how it might impact you and how you might want to approach a situation because your approach might be very different if you're observing it's kind of some fucked up shit, right? <laughs> or if you're involved in it directly. Number two, how are you feeling about what's going on? I know Steph and her feelings, but <laughs> as we have talked about several different times on the podcast, how you feel about things does matter. So check in with your own self and your feels. You know, are those feelings? And then think about are the feelings that you're feeling <laughs> influenced by past experiences, right? There are thousands, probably on the freaking daily, <laughs> maybe not thousands on the daily, but like thousands of different times I could probably think of where I something happens or something is said or I'm part of a certain situation and I go from like zero to a hundred. And while that situation may warrant zero, to five, my past experiences are pushing me that five to 95, right? So thinking about what your feelings are, thinking about that next step of, is this fueled by other situations or past experiences? It also probably would be helpful to name your feelings if you're having conversations about the issue, right? If you're talking to other people, instead of saying, you know, this is some fucked up shit, which, you know, like, <laughs> you've been here for a minute. I've probably said that phrase a few times on this podcast. And a lot of times in real life, but if you're talking to others saying, this is really frustrating, it makes me feel X, Y, Z, right? Versus just saying WTF. Number three, is there someone you can talk to about it? Ideally, someone you trust at work who knows what's going on. However, if that puts you at risk or if that's going to fuel the fire or start drama, no go. Like that's not the goal. The goal here is to effectively and efficiently work through an ethical dilemma, not to fuel the fire and make it worse, right? So if someone who doesn't know about it and isn't involved, they may not be the best person, right? Because now you're pulling more people into the chaos. It could be, let's say your best friend works with you, right? And that's just someone you know, you like, you trust, and that's who you need to confide in. Obviously, I'm not saying this is 100%. Do this, don't do that. Things to think about. 
If you do need to talk to somebody at work about it and you're not sure if you can completely trust them with all of the information, give hypothetical examples. Don't use people's real names. Use person A, person B, you know what I mean? And if they know you well enough, they might be able to connect the dots. However, if you try and keep it as anonymous as possible, it's not going to come back to you and say, well, Steph's over here causing drama and starting shit, you know what I mean? (laughs) Number four, ask yourself, do you have all the information? And this, it's going to be a hard question to answer definitively. However, oftentimes we have one side of the story or we have a little nugget of information. Oftentimes we don't have full story. Sometimes we do, but ask yourself, is there more? Am I missing something? And this is really fueled by giving people the benefit of the doubt. Because sometimes what presents is a big, huge problem because you have a nugget of a piece of a puzzle and the puzzle itself is a thousand pieces and you got a little corner of one puzzle piece, right? So like with that, once you have the full picture, there may actually not be a problem. There very well could be. I mean, every company has problems. Let's be honest. I think you know where I'm going with that. Number five, are there any questions that you can ask to gain further understanding or to gain more information, to gain those insights that you may or may not be missing? Ask questions, ask follow-up questions, try and get the full picture. And this may be hard, but think of it kind of like as an investigation, right? <laughs> If you were an HR person investigating something, what are the questions you would ask or who would you maybe want to talk to? And again, be careful with this because you're not wanting to bring down morale. You're not wanting to cause drama and to start no shit. However, you are trying to fully understand. So if you're directly involved in a situation, maybe other people who are directly involved are the people you can reach out to and ask some follow-up questions to. Number six, if, 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 if you feel comfortable, talk to your manager or maybe your manager's manager. Sometimes, let's be honest, our direct manager is part of the BS, right? (laughs) So, you know, maybe going one level above your manager just to have a candid conversation if the issue is with your boss. But even if the issue is with your boss, again, if you feel comfortable, try and address things directly, right? There's been times where I've had managers who we're just not seeing eye to eye and the root cause is we just have very different communication styles. So it's like, hey, manager, here's the best way I can receive information. This is really going to help me stay organized and help me get exactly what you want as quickly as possible. You know what I mean? So having a simple conversation like that, obviously the example might be different for everybody, but it's very different than, you know, we were out at the bar and my manager did this thing to me that was inappropriate, blah, 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 right? Number seven, if you feel comfortable, talk to someone from HR. Same thing applies with talking to your manager if you feel comfortable. I know sometimes HR or the people in culture team might feel like a bit daunting and kind of know the culture of your company too, right? Like if your people in culture team has an open door policy and they're very approachable and they've proven themselves in the past to work through issues and dilemmas with employees, great. Those are probably signs where they might be a trusted advisor. Now, if they're the type of company who every time a problem comes up, they're firing people, maybe we don't talk to them, right? So think about it from different perspectives. They should be there to support you. Their number one goal is to support the company and their secondary goal should be to support all of the employees. So what HR and people and culture teams should should be versus what ends up being reality. I'm not naive in knowing sometimes those are two very different things. It is what it is. I wish I could change that, but (laughs) I am but one person. (laughs) Number eight, offer alternative options to whatever issue the ethical solution is. So if we have an ethical dilemma and let's say we've tried options one, two, and three, it's not really working, offer up 
options A, B, and C, right? Bring solutions to the table. It's helpful to know what the issues are, to figure out the true root cause, because sometimes surface level, we don't know the actual problem. We think we do, but we don't always. Then bring more solutions to the table. Everybody has a different way of thinking, and they're going to approach problems differently. So brainstorming and having that collective thought and solution will be helpful. Number nine, reference any policies and or employee handbooks. So oftentimes there are going to be things written down in a policy, in a handbook, in an SOP, in a best practice, procedures, whatever it might be. This is probably on some sort of a wiki or internet type of site, SharePoint, Google Drive, whatever it might be, right? Where it's going to talk through, possibly, not always, but sometimes, what to do when there are issues. And I don't say that's the way it should be done because sometimes those pieces of documentation are... outdated to say the least. However, to kind of CYA, cover your AS, that might be where you want to start. Number 10, think about what's the broader impact. Let's say there is a manager who is being inappropriate with their direct reports. That has a very different impact than maybe a manager who created a report with some creative numbers, right? (laughs) Both might be bad for very different reasons. However, think through the broader impact. And if nothing changes, what happens? If something changes, what happens? And what are the impacts of both of those situations? Number 11, what are your options moving forward? You specifically, maybe you get to help solve the problem. Maybe it's, this is bullshit. I can't work for a company like this. I need to go. You know, whatever it might be, think through all of your different options and even research them. Go on Google, how to deal with fill in the blank. There are hundreds of thousands of articles, blog posts, podcasts, hello, (laughs) Uh, you can listen to that are going to have direct experience and insights to whatever the issue is. Like I promise you, you're probably like 99.9999% of the time. This is not going to be the first time whatever this problem is uh, has come up and been documented online for you to look at. Number 12, consider why the person would do it. Kind of thinking about this one in, you know, the idea of walking in someone else's shoes. I'm not saying the why is going to make anything correct or morally right. It just might help you gain a little bit different perspective. Again, doesn't make anything that's wrong right. It just might help with conversations, maybe some empathy, some understanding, so on and so forth. Because even if someone is doing some fucked up shit. We're human and everybody, well, I shouldn't say everybody, most people deserve a certain level of empathy and to be talked to, of course, like a human. Like even the worst people in the world need to be talked to like they're human because otherwise, like how do we get through to people, right? We can't treat people like shit and then expect them to want to cooperate with us and talk to us and make things better. Number 13, CYA. I touched on it with the policies point, but this deserves its own point as well. Cover your ass. Reference policies, reference the handbook like we've already talked about. Also, email or document Slack messages or what or whatever your, you know, company uses for DMs, things like that. When possible, use written ways of communication and 
If not, let's say you have to have like a Zoom meeting about something that's so common, like all day, every day. If you live, if you function in corporate America, you're probably back to back Zoom or back to back Google or whatever the hell your company uses, Teams. The way to document those conversations is take notes, diligent notes after the meeting, send said notes to whoever was involved and say, hey team, here's the notes I took. Here's our follow-up items. Here's when we all agreed these items are going to get done by. Let me know if I missed anything. This is more so like I'm trying to help keep everyone accountable, keep us on track. And I'm a human. I'm a person. I may have missed something important that you guys wrote down that maybe I didn't. And it's not to say, oh, I need a document. This is the CYA part. So we are documenting. We just don't need to freaking call it out in the email, right? <laughs> 14. Ask yourself, do you still want to work for the company, for the person, for this team? It's okay if the answer is yes. It is equally okay if the answer is hell fucking no. <laughs> Okay. Either way, it's the correct answer because it's what's going to be best for you. Think about your own morals, your own ethics, your own conscience, right? What can you live with? I know if I do something that I don't think is right, I the guilt eats me alive, like literally like to the point where I'm an emotional disaster. Think about your career choices, right? Like if something big is happening company-wide, is this even going to look good on a resume if I stay? right? So there's a lot of things to think about, but putting yourself in what you need first, because if you don't do that, there's no one else who's going to do it for you. So once you've done all of the thinking and the reflecting and whatever whatever conversations and questions and you know research that you've done, now go ahead and formulate, what is my next steps? What do I need to do next? Is there anything that I, as far as next steps, need to do in order to make a decision, right? But now's the time to take action because you've gathered your information, you've asked your questions, you've got this. You can do it, I promise. I know ethical dilemmas are hard, but we've taken time, we've reflected. Now it's time to do something about it. I hope you found this episode helpful, valuable. If you have a topic you want me to cover, reach out, let me know. As you all know, if I can, I will. <laughs> I don't know all the things, but there's most of the time I can help. As always, thank you so much for being here, listening to the show. I appreciate you. Check out the website, stephdennis.com for some resources, podcast directory, all the goodies there. You can support the show simply by listening, sharing the episode with a friend, uh, monetarily, PayPal, Cash App, Venmo, all the links below. There's also some links on Spotify where you can actually subscribe with like a monthly donation. Um, and there's going to be some fun, exclusive options for people who decide to do that via probably an online community. Uh, you can leave a rating and or review. You can find me on the socials. Steph Dennis 13, TikTok and Instagram. And then of course, Career Talk Podcast on Instagram as well. We are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. You are so amazing. So awesome. I hope you have a wonderful, lovely rest of your day.